Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Blessings and welcome to Elijah Streams. We are so excited that you can join us today. I know that Johnny is going to be coming soon and it's going to be so amazing. So get ready for that. Well, today is March 20th and um, it's going to be amazing. I know that Steve will be with us tomorrow. He's going to be hosting Roger Stone. So don't miss that. That's going to be so awesome as well. Let me tell you, God's been doing so much in Elijah Streams. And before we bring Johnny on, I know that Johnny always has deep prophetic revelation. And it's amazing because he always brings God's love, God's heart in a very new and deep way. So I am so excited to bring him on. But before we do that, we'd love to share with you how your generous donations and giving are impacting the life of so many people. So before we do that, let's go and see a spot for the wells. We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water wells that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, I'm here with Pexon's family. Pexon is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water holes were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. Wow, these clips are always putting a smile on my face. And I'm just so thankful for what is happening. And you can be a part of this. You can do something about this today. These people, their lives are changed forever. Um, and you can show the love of Jesus in the most practical way. So this is the time to say, I'm going to be a part of what God's doing in Elijah's dreams and impact the lives of so many people. So we just want to say thank you for being a part of this without you, this is impossible. So thank you again and be an active partner in what God's doing. Well, without any further delay, let's bring in Johnny Enlo Unfiltered. 13, 49 hours, declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. 
Johnny, it's such an honor to have you and to be interviewing you today. You always bring deep revelation and it's going to be so awesome. So welcome, welcome. Well, thank you so much, Yvonne. I'm so glad to, to do this with you. Of course, we miss Steve, but the reason Steve's <laughs> on the road is he's been with us yes. in our house the last few days. And um, But this is this will be a, a, a great change in connection as well. And yeah, I'm really excited about some things the Lord has um, to share today and uh, yes. some fun things. Yes, amen. We are so excited to hear it. So please, it's all yours. All right, so we'll jump in. First of all, just to note that, um, you know, there are amazing testimonies still coming out. If anybody wants to look at, um, it's Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow Facebook page from this last week. I uh, was allowing for people to report on, if you know, if they've gone to the movie, come out in the name of Jesus and who's been set free and, and healed. Yes. And so I think there's hundreds of, of reports and testimonies that are there. Wow. One of the things I wanted to note that kept standing out to me is how many people were being set free from uh, grief, mourning. Mm -hmm. um, and they surprised, they didn't even know they were carrying a spirit of, of sadness. And so that was, that was lifted off. So, uh, and there's going to be another run of that. It was only a one day, um, we'll say a, a one day run in the theaters, you know, 2000 theaters, I think. And it's going to come back April yeah. 10 and 11. And then possibly, you just never know, depending on how well it does, then it could it could go to another level. But wanted people to be aware of that. And the, the good news, the Jesus Revolution uh, movie that's going around, it's past $40 million. And so it's like Lion Gate, Lion's Gate top film in several years. And, and so that's a good sign as well. Both both those uh, documentaries and movies are in some way fanning a flame of of a move of God, you know, something going on. We know yeah. about the Asbury and then it's spread out in all kinds of places. And then there's just report of meetings of, we'll just call them meetings with presence and power all over the globe right now. I'm sure you've been hearing about a bunch of those yourself. Uh, yep. so, yeah, yeah. Johnny, do you feel they're all connected? Do you feel there's a reason why those movies like were released at the same time Asbury just happened? Yes, I do. I think it's um, God ordained. We're right in the mix, in the mix, and in the midst of so many events and transitions, and a storm, and the enemy trying to do things. And I think it's really helpful for the body of Christ. You know, we'll say a year ago or whatever, there was perhaps too much silence from God in, yeah. in the, the perspective of many. It's like, where are you? Uh, they're trying to kill us and take us out and control us. And but with Him, just kind of. Uh, showing up all over, we're like, okay, he's on the scene. So we're we're confident enough. Okay, he's on the scene, and and whatever lie anybody was believing, like he's abandoned us and left us alone, that should be, uh, you know, blown away and knocked out by what we're seeing. So I think it's helpful. He knows we're in a difficult transition. He wants us to know that he's there. He's he's with us, and and so uh, he, I think he's progressively going to become the story, the greater story. Uh, moving moving forward and yeah. so that uh, that's really fun and then I also have on that same uh, Facebook page from last week from time to time I'll ask I, I'll call them nameless faceless prophets and seers what is God showing you and again there's I think hundreds of of words that are just uh, really encouraging 
one that stood out and I know it had hundreds of likes. I should have uh, taken more attention to the details, but it was something about seeing in the spirit, being taken in the spirit and seeing a tornado in reverse. And, and rather by that, it meant that there's a tornado that comes in and destroys everything. But this thing was making everything Right. Uh, restoring okay. everything um, from the tornado and in an instant, in seconds, correcting a demolishment that had take, taken place. And so yeah. that really was resonating with, with many people that were seeing that. So that's just some good news on the front end. So what I want to do here is play a, um, a little three minute clip. And um, it is uh, Natasha Owens singing a song called Trump Won It and You Know It. I shouldn't have given the title of it. I should say, for those asking, have I changed my mind on the prophetic word I gave that Trump will win? And I continue to insist Trump won. And, you know, part of even the intro of this whole program is we'll say my message hasn't changed. My prophetic word hasn't changed. People need to know that. And and we 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 will see. You know, I'll, I'll make this comment after you listen to it, but here's part of the intro to that is why I'm highlighting it is, you know, first of all, last week on Apple Tunes, uh, it was number one for several days. What was number one for several days is what they're calling the J6, uh, the January 6 choir with Donald Trump. I forget how exactly it's called. And so it was number one. It couldn't be knocked off. So Apple Tunes, uh, you know, pulled it. And so then the next day, um, this song, Trump Won It, and you know it showed up as number one, trending number one as well in Twitter and in all kinds of markets. So it's not, this is not some hidden thing. Right. Probably many of you, um, at least some of you will have heard it. And I just say, enjoy the next uh, three minutes when it gets put up. Just experience the joy, listen to the words. It was not going to be the topic for the day. But it's definitely uh, a little fun interlude as we as we go into some, I think, serious but fun revelation the Lord had. So if you guys back there, if you want to go ahead and, and put that yeah. on, it's from yeah. Natasha Owens. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? I could just see everyone just doing the dance. <laughs> I think they should. Once the program's over, go turn it from the beginning again and go ahead and do a little dance. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> so good. <laughs> but you know, Yvonne, this is relevant as it relates to the prophetic. Because yes. there is, you know, there was a line in that song. I think I wrote it down. Truth. Time will always tell. Yeah. So we're two and a half years after the election and trending number one, Twitter, Apple Tunes. This is not even just going back to the, in quote, alternative social media. You now have on what is the main social media, there is an understanding that the proof just continues to come out. Yeah. And I'm saying it, this is this is a pro prophetic word, confirmation. And, and we cannot, you know, for even we'll say within the body of Christ, those who mock the prophetic words and, and, you know, there was those who backed off because there was too much mocking from within the body of Christ and outside the body of Christ. And so they backed off their words. Uh, but it, just a question that I have there is, you know, does the fake news have to acknowledge something for it to be true? 
Wow. And and I think we know no, and we could make it even a clearer answer if I said, does the devil have to confirm something for it to be true? So, you know, if if you're going to hold prophets accountable to it being in alignment with what the devil says or what right. fake news says, or it's right. not going to be considered true prophecy, then, of course, that's an impossible standard. And that's an ongoing issue there i've actually withheld a lot of prophetic words Mm. the lord has given me because i realize there has to be um the proof has to be able to be there in ways people can accept and by proof i don't mean just the fake news has to say it fortunately we have things like twitter functioning on behalf of the people at least for now elon musk has done something we don't know if he'll shift in the wrong direction or not but we're, we're able to get true news, real news out there in ways we couldn't before. And we found, you know, we have these creative um, patriots who have figured out God-fearing patriots um, like Natasha, who are, have, a, have figured out because, um, you know, you can get a message out in song. Like if I were to say those very words that she just said on YouTube, I would be banned for life, but she's able to sing it. And it's 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 made it there. So it's uh, forced some creativity, but it's just it's a little fun. But there's a point there as well. Moving forward or as you think through the past, are we going to are we going to hold prophetic voices accountable for something that the devil acknowledges is true as well? Like we just have to understand that moving forward, there has to be a different criteria for judging prophetic whether because it's 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 the fake news but it's also the fake institutions that are yeah. run illegally by criminals right now yeah. and it's becoming proved it's being proven over and over the information coming out on the j6 uh, committee the you know the fbi and everything else we can add the supreme court and all kinds of state um, secretary of states and other operations that there has been fraudulent illegally occupying elements there. And we're counting on the Lord to assist us in the process of having them pushed out. That's why he says, you are the light of the world. We have to rise and shine. And as we do, he arises as well. He arises on, on our behalf. So uh, anyway, that's just a little intro fun. Yeah. Well, Johnny, that's so deep because I I just feel that the enemy is trying to silence the prophetic voices. Because if people don't understand that powerful truth that you just shared, what's going to happen is they won't share what God's showing them or what God's giving them because they're scared of being persecuted. So I just love how you really highlighted that because are we waiting for the fake news to be in line with that? Absolutely. That's That's amazing. So, you know, two and a half years later, if people, you know, hadn't been watching me, I said, I wonder if he's admitting that Trump lost. No, there's no admitting because he did not. Yeah. Uh, theft, because in his own language, just because someone was able to steal diamonds and get away with it for a while yeah. does yeah. not mean those diamonds are theirs. Yeah. And at some point they have to be given back. Yeah. And especially when God's in the picture and he's definitely in the picture. Right. And that's where we're going to we're going to go um, right now. You know, part of what I didn't get to last week when I was talking with Steve, there was, you know, all the reports of the banks, and it's still going ongoing, all the the banks that are going underwater, the banks that are failing and collapsing, uh, began with the Silicon Valley Bank, 
and then the associations of the Silicon Valley Bank. If you haven't seen into that, look at it on your own on the side. And, you know, their connections to everything that's sinister and wrong. And now we have the Swiss bank that um, major collapse as well. And it's connected to all kinds of things that are going on uh, around around the globe. And so there's in that, you know, there were some immediate concerns from many, many were contacting or some will say on the side as well. What do we do? What bank do we go to? Where's a safe crypto and all that kind of stuff. And I, I don't really have, um, a, I don't have an answer to what bank is safe. I don't have an answer to what crypto is safe. That's not where I'm called to speak into because I've not been given any, if I had something, I would tell it, yeah. um, but I don't. And and I can see strategically why the Lord wouldn't tell me, even if he was signal, signaling that. But I want to um, kind of, pull up a little yeah. and and look at it from a, a, a different vantage point, a little bit of a kingdom vantage point. Yeah. And what the Lord had me um, look at, of all things, and I've done this um, before, not in the last couple of years, but over the years, really the last 10, 15 years, there has been a prophetic way the Lord speaks to me. People already know I get prophetic in different ways. I get them from horse racing. I get them from baseball games, football <laughs> And we have the football games that began the year that are just playing out exactly yeah. as as we told. But there's really almost anything that someone will look into with um, with eyes of God. They'll begin to discover and see hidden, uh, just the hidden revelation that's there. Yeah. I think one of the things that is is not understood is that, you know, people want uh, they want God to speak to them audibly. And there's yeah. people who will say a high percentage of believers, God never speaks to me. And they mean, they mean he doesn't speak to them audibly. And of course, in the prophetic community, there is a different understanding that he's speaking in other ways. And so what we want to understand, he is speaking all the time and he wants us to discover, he wants us to search it out. You know, yeah. as it says in Proverbs, it is a thing of royalty. If you're a, uh, um, if you're of the house of royalty, you will search out a matter. So it's the glory of God to hide something. And mm -hmm. it's in his great joy to see you discover it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to go into an area where we don't generally look for revelation and it's speaking right into the moment where we're at. It's kind of hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. And, you know, for those who would say, why don't you just stay in the Bible? Well, it's the Bible that just, I just <laughs> quoting. the Bible itself says he hides it. It wouldn't be considered hidden much, you know, in the scripture. Okay, it took you a while to find it, but he's hiding his communication. The kingdom of God is like a treasure mm. hid in the field. So and it's kingdom behavior to go find it. And to look at it, and he prefers, he gets more joy, more excitement. He's cheering us on. They're laughing, high fine with the angels when we discover hidden treasure, and much more so than if we are, you know, we can finally obey on, after he gives us, my son, do this, you know, my daughter, the audible voice. That that's like, okay, that's that's not uh, that doesn't give him the joy it does for us to discover his hidden communication all over. So, <laughs> yeah. Here's the area. The area is in uh, um, what people are naming their babies. Mm, uh, 
and it, you know, there's a scripture said out of the mouth of babes, and this is how it was told to me probably 15 years ago by the Holy Spirit. Out of the mouth of babes, you have ordained strength mm-hmm. uh, because of your enemies, it even even says. And there's a different uh, application than what I'm going now, but it still applies. It's kind of the way the Lord does it. He has it apply in, in different ways. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so probably for about 25 years, I have watched that whatever names are the most popular that people are naming their sons, their daughters, there is a corresponding prophetic message. And it speaks into um, a season of of things that the Lord is doing. And I'm going to say... Uh, um, I'm trying to keep this not so many names that it's complicated to, f- to follow. I think I, uh, when I did this before, I was telling even the names one through five and things. I'm just going to tell you the top number one um, male and female. And there's going to, for, for a reason or two, there's going to be one or two more names a- added. But <clears throat> people may not know, but the number one, Name for a baby boy in 2023 is Noah. Wow. And, and then I'm going to tell you some more things that are amazing. But if we add, I'm going to, I've also discovered by the research I've done that co number one is Elijah. Because Elijah, if you put Elias, you know, Elias is depending on what version of the Bible you have, it literally will call him Elias. And in Spanish, Elias. Elias uh, yeah. It's the exact same word. It means the Lord is Jehovah. And so it's just another name for um, uh, for Elijah. So if you put Elias and Elijah together, because Elijah is number four and Elias is number 18, and you put them together, they're really, they, they come in at number one. So we're like, why are people naming their baby Noah and why are they naming their baby Elijah? Why are these two names? Yeah. So we're going to look at that a little bit. And then right after that, there is what's been for the last 10 years, the number one name for girls. And then what just kicked in as number one, just kicked in as number one, I think from 2023. And um, and it's an amazing prophetic message and insight. And it goes with what we're talking about. It goes with the economy. It goes in response for those of you wanting to know, what do we do with, you know, our money, what's going to happen or, or, you know, are we going to, are we going to be done for? Um, this is a message from the Lord. And, and it's just, it, it astonishes me how the Lord does this stuff, honestly. So yeah. Yeah, just some details surrounding it. So the names are, are simple. Noah, um, Here's here's something else about it. In Israel, the number one baby name for girls is Noah. So oh. <laughs> the female version of it is number one in Israel. Wow. So the name Noah means rest or repose. And if we understand, um, you know, what Noah stands for before I go, tell some more side matters about it. Noah represents the flood that judges the wicked and raises the righteous. If you simplify, what happened with Noah, right? It's the flood that judges the wicked and it raises the righteous. Right. And something that's not talked about, but 
it goes into when we get into the economic component of it. In the few days of the flood, hey, might be it might have been a couple of years, the whole process there. We'll get to that in a minute. But by the time it's all done, by the time the flood has finished doing what it's supposed to do, Noah is now the richest man on the planet. Wow. <clears throat> so there was a God plan that came in. And those who were ruling and reigning in the seven mountains of wickedness ended up all being judged and taken out. And and so, but here's just for people to see how unusual this is. Like mm. this is part of context. People need to know that in, for instance, 1970, Noah was almost number 700, I think mm. 696, most popular name in the world. Wow. As America, the world, I think it's both. So number 696, this is not like it's been in the top 10 and it finally made. So 1970, 1990, it hit the top 200. It was 200th in 1990. Wow. The name name Noah. Right. You can see even from 70 to 90, why is Noah rising? Right. There's a 500 arise while we're not paying attention just in people beginning to name see if they name their babies that that means in 40 years they're the rule they're they're beginning to be the rulers and 50 and 60 you have those being the rulers and reigners in society and uh it hit the top 100 in 1995 and then it's been in the top 10 it broke into the top 10 in 2016 when trump announced that he would be running for president 2016. That's when Noah popped number 10 and it's number one right now. So from below 700 in since 1970 to number one. And that, that critical ascent will say started as soon as Trump, he gets in the top 10 and then pushes to number one. As soon as Trump is put on the scene by the Lord. Remember, the word the Lord gave me about Trump, the world will be known as before and after Trump. Yep. Now, where, where do we get before and after? It's Noah. There's be- before Noah and after Noah. So Noah represents a change of before and after. So this is being confirmed in what the nations are naming their kids. And we're not talking about Christians. We're not talking about just the United States. Yep. Uh, but listen, listen to this, Yvonne. It's the number one name for baby boys in England, in Switzerland, in Belgium, and Netherlands. Now, if we just stop there, that, that, that means that's beyond English. Switzerland is not English. Netherlands is not English. It is number one in Germany, so among Germans. Yeah. In the USA, it's number two in New Zealand, in Australia, Scotland, Ireland, and Norway. And it's, uh, it's high. It's in the, in the top category uh, in Brazil, in France, so... Portuguese, Spanish, uh, German, in all language, all of a sudden, and we're, we're not talking about nations that are exactly, uh, you know, riding high in Christianity. Why is everybody starting to name their boys Noah? Wow. wow. Johnny, so deep. Like, I'd love, I am very intrigued to find out how did the Lord get you, honestly, to look at names just because. I understand that a name carries everything. 
like a name carries identity a name carries purpose a name carries direction i mean so many people might just think oh it's a cool name but they don't really understand that the moment you name your child that that's what that's the i so now you're looking at this from a global point of view and seeing the scale and the move so i'd love to know how did you end up just did did you see that in a prophetic dream or did the lord say to you look at names how did you get to that you know the lord just part of today part of the way he speaks to me for the future he always says look in the past what did i say before and right. so i had one of my old notebooks and i opened up and it was um from it was a thing on names and and from maybe 10 years ago and um and then he's like look now so it literally wasn't until today i did the google search and got all the it wasn't google search it was a, a baby center and then you get it you know confirmed all over the place and you get you get the confirmation and i was like this is this is i already had known that noah was going up because i was like there's noah everywhere but just imagine what that means and again, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years from now, um, this is number one name. And it's like Noah, 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 the new that, you know, because it represented a whole new generation. It's God's reset. And yep. we're going to get there's actually another couple levels of revelation just with this Noah thing that are amazing. But I, I'm like, I get in awe of God. I'm like, I give him five. You're the coolest God ever. Like, how do you how do you make heathens in all kinds of languages name their kids Noah so you can prophesy? So it's like you said, if you don't get it right, the rocks will cry out. It's like if you can't figure out my prophetic message. I'll have the babies. Uh, I have ordained strength from the mouth of babies, you know. Yes, anyway, yes. so, you know, here's something related to the economic portion of it as well. So what happened in Noah's day? A flood. Right. And um, and what do you call it when there's bankruptcy? It's something has gone underwater. So things are underwater. So we have this whole bankruptcy and it's bankruptcy specifically of that which has been in alignment with globalist New World Order Luciferian objectives. And so we're in a flood uh, uh, state. And here's where did where did the ark end? up the ark ended up on mount ararat yeah, yeah. and the and mount ararat the word ararat means the curse reversed wow. so where the ark finishes is yeah. in a reversal of what has been so good reset <laughs> and um and so you know there's a cool part of uh elijah coming coming in here but let, let's do a couple more things just on noah because that's the the bigger story is Noah being number one, and even female-wise, Noah being number one in Israel. Yep. You know, just like that connection is amazing. So <clears throat> Noah, if we understand, and we're just going to hit this briefly. We were not going to go to the scriptures. You all know it. But it was, you know, the ark was, was about 100 years in building. And the Lord had Noah uh, do it. And it's in three levels. And you know, three levels speak of the Trinity. So there is application prophetically parallel for us. We get into the ark. So the same waters that flood the enemy um, cause yep. righteous to rise. Okay, it's the same ones. And they rise to this place where God's reversal wins over whatever the enemy is trying trying to do. 
Yeah. And so the measurements of it were 30 by 50 by 300 cubits, mm -hmm. 30 by 50 by 300. So those numbers are significant. Jesus began his ministry at age 30. So the 30 puts us with Jesus, that member of the Trinity. 50 puts us, connects us to the Holy Spirit, because we know even the word Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell yes. and initiated his work, means 50 days. And so it was 50 days after Jesus finished doing what he did. And then the 300 speaks of the Father, and it's the, and, and, but the application for us, the 300 that stands out for all of us is Gideon in his 300. And so yes. as the Father has an assignment for all of us, and he just requires you to be courageous and to be a person of valor, not bow to fear. That If there's anything that marks what? the Gideon's 300 is no fear. No. And it was no fear against great odds. It's not mm -hmm. like, um, you know, they didn't have fear because there's 300 million of them and they were the majority. No, there's 300 of them. And it's like, yes, I can win with you. Take your shofar, take your little trump, your trumpet, blow the shofar oh, and, and, and get the word, word done. So, the Lord is emphasizing us getting into the ark, again, personal application. Uh, you want to be locked into the maturity of Jesus mm. and filled with the Holy Spirit. And you want to be on assignment. You don't want to be hiding. You don't want to be preparing for hiding. Like in that, you know, the Midianites were running the nation at that time. And while Gideon is getting his 300 and they're, they're preparing to circle, uh, surround, because they were told to surround several hundred thousand Midianites with 300. And so, you know, just the like, are you guys crazy? But you want to be thinking that way. Don't worry if you're the minority wherever wherever you go. You right. go and you represent the Lord. He's the King of Kings. We're the kids. We're the King's kids. So we're the, we're also the Kings because He's the King of the Kings. We're royalty. We're yeah. His kids. We're His sons. We're His sons and daughters. So this is this is such a message for mm -hmm. us right now. Like I said, this is speaking. In a better way, for those of you who want what bank or what cryptocurrency or whatever, this is um, giving you a higher view and a better view that's even more important because you'll understand what's the overall narrative he wants revealed right now. Again, I just, I just want people to get this. Noah has come out of, even when you read it, like Noah, the name is shot out of nowhere and is unexplainable. Um, and the people that do the analysis of baby names and where did this come from and who's the famous person that started the trend or, or whatever. And so we have this emphasis on Noah and his rest and repose is what his name uh, means, but it ends in the curse reversed. Yeah. There's been a curse on us because we have had these Luciferian um, elements operating in the tops of all the mountains see that's the thing the water had to go and it says if you read genesis 7 it says and it covered the hills then it covered the mountains and it covers the mountains and after it covers the mountains that's where the ark rests yeah and, and that's where noah begins god's reset yes. and so we're looking at god's reset one more little uh, revelation that's um, amazing is that um, trying to think if I should bring that in right now or afterwards. Hey, I'm going to bring that in towards a tail and you have to know how to tell these things right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But, um, it's another cool piece of the revelation. Once we get into, and you know, I'm just going to jump through it. So, 
I think he's like, go ahead, you can't. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> so baby girl names, number one baby girl name right now, 2023, is Olivia. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you look up Olivia. What does the name mean? It means the olive tree. Yep. So guess mm -hmm. if you go read Genesis, again, we're not going to go there because you know it, but we'll, Genesis 8, chapter 8, if you remember when the flood was settling, yep. the test for Moses, I mean, for Noah, oh, he wow. sent out a dove to find out, okay, is there is there any place to land? And he comes back and is, there's no place. So he kept them another seven days, sent them out again. You remember what the, what he, what the dove came back with? And we the then olive branch. Yes, yes. And so you have Noah and the olive branch are the sign, and you have Noah and Olive, Olivia being number one right now. God's not highlighting this story above anything. He's even given us timing. He's saying the flood's already done, and he, he, we're we're already in the stages of uh, of the his reset taking over, and. Um, yeah. To me, that's what the, the olive branch represents, God's reset right now. We know the enemy's been trying to do that. He's been trying to fast forward what he's doing. I'm sure yeah. he was doing it in, in Noah's day uh, as well. But the, the olive tree and the olive branch, if you look it up, you know, they've always been uh, representative of peace, yeah. prosperity. Yes. Um, the prosperity part of the description a couple of different times when he talked to them about the promised land they were going to. It's yes. a land of olive trees, yes. land of olive oil. Part of the descriptions of both the prosperity and the beauty of the promised land was the Olivia part of it. And so, um, and, th and then we, we even, you know, it is used in Exodus 27, 20, Leviticus 24, 20, I mean, 24 verse 2 is that the children of Israel were commanded to provide olive oil to burn continually in the tabernacle. Wow. So this was something everyone had to be a part of is bringing the olive oil so that it could burn continually. And so we have this, we'll say a continual flame, like this fire of what's presence and revival is never supposed to end. The one that's kicking in right now is to never stop. Wow. It's, and, and once we get the greater picture, only reason it stopped before is because we reduced it to just souls. Yes. And we didn't realize the, he's going after the nations. It's the mountains, it's the nations. Once you get that and you begin advancing and then you encourage each other with what God's doing, then that flame never goes out. Of course, it's never supposed to go out in our own hearts. We can do a different level of application. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the scripture I'd mentioned is Deuteronomy 6.11. When you come into the promised land, you will um, it, it identified olive trees you didn't plant. So olive trees were something you didn't plant, but you got a harvest from it. And yes. it's to us now economic blessing that you didn't really work for. Yes. And I'm telling you this, I'm speaking into the economic picture. <clears throat> and, and, you know, and we've had some conversations on the side, Yvonne. So you, you know about this as well. There, and there's an economic <laughs> thing God is doing in the midst of what looks troubling. You have to understand as well, that whole picture of, of Noah and 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 the ark is like it is a um you know the flood coming in changed everybody's life nobody just remained where they where they were 
Yeah. And, and it, you know, it was uncomfortable in a lot of ways for everybody, but it was promoting one group and bringing another down. Were you about to say something about that too? Yes, because Johnny, I'm just honestly, I'm loving this because you're taking us deeper, but then you're also taking us above. So it's almost like giving everyone a kingdom perspective. It's it's like what God is seeing and you're helping us see that. Um, but I also so much love how you were saying that there's a before and there's an after. I think that's going to encourage so much people. And just bringing in the olive, I was remembering where it says in the Bible that the prosperous man, their children will be like olive plants around their table. So speaking of prosperity, so this is just, I feel like jumping. I feel like dancing because to anyone who has a kingdom heart, while darkness covers the earth, but to God's kingdom people, we have that reversal. The curse is being reversed. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. So I'm just loving how the Lord is got, got you to look at Noah and to look at Olivia and just give us a whole new perspective. I love it. No, that's great. And you mentioned a scripture I have written down. It's Psalms 128.3, that your children be like olive trees. So it's a description of in this place of blessing where your children are like olive trees. So it's speaking into peace, prosperity, reconciliation, into everything it doesn't look like right now. So it's th yes. these, this is an important prophetic uh, program we're doing right now. That's why we started out with the with the good news and reminder who actually won. It's what God said, because the reason he won is because God said he would um, yes. would win. That's the point. It's not about it's not about politics for sure. It's not about being personality driven. It's about being God driven, where when he says something, we believe it and we don't back off of, of what he says. But this now goes into uh, what we're in the midst of. No matter what, you know, there's when when Noah is going through the flood, I'm sure there are moments of like, what what is going on? Right. And, and and parts of it were scary or not scary. We don't know. We don't have we, we don't have fill in the gap of all those verses. But this is important for us today that whatever is happening right now. And I know there's, you know, the report and not just a rumor because Trump himself is saying he would be arrested uh, um, tomorrow and in whatever. I'm just telling you that everything God is just telling us the storyline. And so he's just like, believe it. And the storyline is it's Noah and Olivia. Amen. And it's, I'm doing my reset. I'm reversing a curse. I'm lifting you up. I'm dealing with evil that has been there. Because that was the deal. It was multi-generational evil that yes. had no way else of being removed. Yes. So God is doing something. He is removing elements of evil, specifically from the places of influence and power that seem like they cannot be. They think among themselves, some think they're 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 beginning to shake and quake and quiver and because they're realizing they are being removed and i will prophetically declare they will absolutely be removed that was the vision from six five six years ago the lord showed me just his left hand remove the tops of the mountains are being wiped off and i knew what i was seeing because i know seven mountain thinking terminology but i said what are you saying lord he's like i'm removing the mafia from the world amen like, these positions media economy government arts entertainment family tops of the seven mountains he's like i see you beginning to make a move there and you're being blocked mm -hmm. by the gatekeepers the blackmailing gatekeepers 
the gatekeepers of blackmail that have yes. been ruling and reigning. And you haven't been willing to go there before because the enemy has gotten into your seminaries. He's gotten into your denominations and taught you to just contend for some souls and let the devil have the rest of the world. And when you do that, eventually the devil will pull the rug out from under you and he'll begin to crush you and he will trample you. As Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, you are the salt of the earth. And if you don't do your part, mm -hmm. healing and bringing my presence, you will be trampled. And it's not because Jesus is about to return. And so we're learning, we're learning. And that's what the Lord said to me. He says, Johnny, I could have done this ages ago. Yep. Um, he says, but my people would not have, I could, but if I wipe out the evil at the top and then my people don't move, then seven times worse occupy it. So there's no point, but now there is. He's seen enough and there is an awakening. That's why it has to be a rude awakening for the great awakening that we have had to experience enough pain for. But I'm almost beside myself with how the Lord, when he hides something like that in the names of babies, it's like, it's like more sure than the clearest dream or prophetic thing I could, I could get. Cause I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause he's been telling it as I, I gave you the progression, you go from, you know, cause Elijah, well, we hadn't wait till we get to Elijah as well. That's just part two here. But um, you're going from a name that was just 700 and then 500. And then and so he's like, he's been moving for decades. So God's been working on this. There's an intention. It didn't wasn't just like uh, that. It didn't exist. And all of a sudden out of the blue, it's not like it was, you know, one is, you know, number 300 for years. No, it's been on a steady way up. And then it broke in the top 10 just recently and then it's become number one you're like oh my goodness we've been hiding covert information uh right in front of us but we right. have to know how to look that's yeah. exciting so now let's look at the name elijah because that is the name that's really if you look at it another way it's co number one it's right there in the, in this in the same line as as noah and Elijah means the Lord, he is God. Mm. So we we noted all the key marks of, of Noah. It's the flood that raises the righteous and brings judgment on the wicked. Yeah. But it wasn't an end thing for mm. those um, for those who like, okay, yeah, Noah means end of days. No, no, no. Noah was the beginning. It was yeah. the beginning of the righteous generations. So, so that's, it started. It was yep. a reversal that started something, something new. <clears throat> and so what's good about Elijah? Well, he, it was he who took down Baal. Mm -hmm. Baal was the principality. Oh. Baal is the principality. The whole human trafficking, everything else going on, the Luciferian component of the deep state that rules the top of the seven mountains, they actually even by name openly yeah. worship Baal <laughs> and Molech. And so when the Lord has... Elijah and Noah as the kids that everybody's naming. And so 30, 40, 50 years from now, we're going to have a world filled with Noah's and Elijah's as yes. well. As what already already means to us, then um, this is this is awesome. So it's Elijah who takes down Baal. It's Elijah, we know, the last chapter of Malachi, the last chapter of the Old Testament. He turns the hearts of the fathers to the mm -hmm. children. And the hearts of the children to the fathers. So there's part of the work. Part of his work, yeah. He confronts Jezebel. It gets finished by somebody else. But he takes down Baal. And then he's turning the hearts of the fathers to the sons 
in the daughters and the hearts of the daughters and sons to the fathers. So this is a direct prophetic word from our Father God to us. And again, listen to this, Yvonne. So in 1970, it was outside of the top 700, Elijah. And it, it's, it's actually been going almost exactly the same incremental jumps as, as Noah. Wow. Uh, it, uh, it hit 200 in 1990, and then it hit 100 in 1995, and it's been in the top 10 since 2016. Um, actually, Noah became number one in 2013. And so this is when uh, Elijah became uh, number 10 when Trump announced. And then the same ascent, Elias, the other alternative name for Elijah, it was way down, and it's been climbing the same way and yep. it, it is now in the top 20 and if you put it together with elijah we're saying again they both mean, mean the same thing the lord he is god but oh, our, our in story we're drawn to the first kings you know 17 and 18 the confrontation with baal with uh, you know the prophets of jezebel and who calls fire from heaven and who doesn't and who actually you know we're in this moment of in front of everyone no, yep. no more hidden is yeah. Elijah had called Ahab and says, bring all the people to Mount Carmel and let's find out who's God. We're in that moment. We're yeah. in such a moment. So the well, Lord's like, it's where it gets revealed. And then, you know, when the fire comes from heaven and consumes the altar, it says, if you read the Bible there, it says, and the people said, the Lord, he is God, exclamation point. The Lord, he is God, exclamation point, perhaps exclamation point and uh, surprise kind of deal because they didn't know. They were actually serving both Baal and God, and they really didn't know who had the power. They're giving some money. They're doing some ceremonies for Baal because Jezebel approves of it. And just because historically, traditionally, um, they're, they're doing the other. But we know from the scriptures that all but 7,000 had bent their knee to Baal. So you have an entire 99% of the nation had bent their knee uh, to Baal. And then the Lord breaks that he shows up but when it says the lord he is god because they're like that same elias it's elijah it's the same word elijah the lord yeah. he is god so they could have either been saying the lord he is god or elijah elijah but yes. it meant there had been proof proof wow. proof that's what's coming proof the uh the open evidential proof of who is ruling and reigning who is on top. And so this is just um, an amazing, amazing message for us. And we know the spirit of Elijah is being released upon yep. the earth in so many kind of ways. It's it's uh, that which interacts with the presence and power of God at a whole nother level. It's that which sees things with clarity, that which is not bowing to the woke thing, because Baal is not, it's it's the, the woke thing. They cut themselves as was their custom. Yep. Uh, it was... Um, and it's not to target any group by anything, but, you know, homosexual worship, homosexual sex was part of worshiping Baal. Cutting themselves was part of Baal. There is way the enemy has gone off after our, our young people. That's part of what Baal has been. So the yeah. Lord is declaring a victory and he's saying, I'm bringing up, I'm birthing in this new kingdom age. I'm birthing. The, that which is Elijah, that which is Noah, they're coming together. They've been rising at, the, you know, 1970. They're like 700. We're talking about the Jesus movement back there was awesome. Noah and Elijah were 700 or less down there. 
yes. now there, there's something happening that's uh, yeah. qu quite yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, wow. Here, here's one other name. Um, interestingly enough, so Olivia's number one just became number one, but for uh, from 2000, for seven consecutive years, 2014, 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, um, the number one name for baby girls was Sophia. Sophia. <laughs> I was waiting to hear that one. Okay. Wisdom. So wisdom, 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 wisdom. Pay attention, pay attention. And then suddenly Olivia. Olivia. And so there's a connection there as well. He's giving us uh, uh, directives. Um, uh, with that, and so um, I, I just love the whole sequencing of how the Lord puts puts this this stuff together. He's yes. emphasizing wisdom, and then now the olive tree and what the olive tree represents. The olive tree again, it represents God's reset taking yes. over. Yes, it's God's reset. Yeah, the enemy's trying to reset. God's reset will win, and yes. it will win in the economy. It will win in every area. And yeah, we're in the middle of stuff, and and. Whatever. If the storm keeps going for a while or not, we're fine. It could literally stop and be interrupted any moment, any second. And it's going to go. This is something else the Lord showed me. It's a good time as any to bring it up is because, you know, the timings of when things were going to happen over the last two or three years are like, oh, man, it's taken way too long. And um, I actually was sharing with, with Steve while he was while we were uh, sharing together here in the house this weekend. I said, I, the Holy Spirit was showing me that in the same way, Pharaoh literally had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to call it quits, to say, okay, uncle, I'm done. In the case, Lord God, you know, he had 10 plagues. And if he had just said, okay, I get it. After the first plague, y'all go. Um, freedom is yours. Freedom to worship is what the demand was. Yeah. And so, but he didn't, and he changed, and he hardened, he doubled down. No, and so ten times, like it circles around. If you if you look at what's been going on, and if even if you've known some of what to say, the plan and what's been going on, is you can see that there there you, you can see a cycle come around. It's like will they will they will they read the tea leaves? Will they figure out what's happening? Will will the bad guys? Um, go ahead and do the surrendering that they need to do, but they double down. They hearten no, and so it, it makes it go uh, around again. You can almost see, and it will say in the in the messaging that's being sent um, has been being sent. You can see when that's when that's happening. Well, here's another. So we're we're going right now into another opportunity. Yes, yes. We're right at the door. We're right at the door of are they going to figure it out? Has the judgment upon them been strong enough, or do they need to get the next level? Johnny, I love what you're saying because I feel the heart is rooted in pride and Pharaoh's heart was rooted in pride. They couldn't take a loss. So that's what, and, and this is a, this is like a setup by God. But what I really love as well is Sophia, because I'm reminded of how the Apostle Paul was saying that God is rejecting the wisdom of this world. And what you're saying now is exactly that, that God is using the nation to name their children all these biblical names that have a purpose and a meaning that I know that they're contributing to that reset. And so it's the wisdom of the children. It's the wisdom of the nations that you're saying. This is like you're bringing in a grand picture. It's almost like 
this is what I see. You're bringing in the kingdom canvas. It's like what God has as a canvas. And you're just saying, God, this is what God's doing. The wisdom, Olivia, I just think you're taking us so deep. <laughs> so amazing. Well, you know, and I was getting as you're bringing that, even that scripture that Jesus said uh, out of the mouth of babes, you have perfected wisdom, Sophia. Yeah. And so it's even even in that, because that's the word that's in there in the Greek. If you look it up in the Bible, um, wisdom is perfected out of the mouth of babes. And uh, depending what version of the Bible, different things say different. But it's it's amazing that uh, that, that he is telling us out of the mouth of babes. In, in, and again, I think he he has this for us. And even for those who are listening right now, if you're not, oh, I don't know if I trust them and their prophetic word. He hides his stuff and there's so much the pattern of what's there. And you look, it's like, oh, my goodness, this has been these things have been arising for such a time as this. So we're in Noah, Elijah time, where we're the olive branch, the olive tree, the peace, the prosperity, the reconciliation time. God's reset on top of Mount Ararat. That he, yes, it's water, it's flooding, it's flooding even stuff we had. If you lose something, here's a good thing. Whatever Noah lost during the flood, um, he got it. He didn't just get it back. He had way more. So right. somehow there is, it's, you're, you're taken care of. And so you just, you, you can be carefree. I think the Lord really wants us to be uh, carefree in that kind of way. I mean, do what you got to do and you ask the Lord for wisdom. That's what the Holy right. Spirit is there. He's yeah. the spirit of truth and spirit of wisdom. For all the, you know, depending where you're at, what decisions you have uh, for you. Sophia also speaks into that. Ask, yes. ask for the wisdom uh, on it. So anyway, this is fun. Yes. Um, all right. So now let me just uh, go into uh, some scriptures and reminders of where I was going as it relates to the economic shaking and what's taking place um, right now. And for those who remember, um, you know, the year began with we're doing the decode, the prophetic messaging from even the Georgia Bulldogs, number one win, 65 to one. Georgia Bulldogs, dogs is a word for Caleb, Caleb uh, means dogs. And so the Caleb's win and they score 65 and we went some and we just laid out that Psalm 65 is for for this year a big uh, uh, a big passage for us and there was another game that had the total came out to 65 at the same time the same week and so there was like coincidences it's impossible for it to be so whether you're looking at baby names you're looking at football games as he says the invisible things from him from the creation of the world are seen so they are without excuse that he is prophesying his stuff from all kinds kinds of angles and and whether you're like the you know the shepherds looking into the stars, or whether you're whether you're looking into the sports games, or whether you're looking at the stones and they're praising God, whatever this is this is how he operates. It's not instead of the scripture; it's fulfilling the scripture. So the people that would continue to complain about about that, this is hidden treasure that he has, and he loves to to showcase it. So I want to um, just read out of Psalm. 65 the stuff that um, three verses that tie into the economic things to remind you this is a promise um, for this for this year and he uh, verse four what joy for those you choose to bring near those who live in your holy courts what festivities await 
that's inside your holy temple. I happen to be reading NLT. And if, if Emily puts it on there, I know I, I usually read out of New King James Version, but it's because I have so many verses I have to open up to that I, I decided to go ahead and do so here. Either one's fine. And um, what did I say? The verses are 9, 11, and 17. And he says in verse 9, You take care of the earth and water it, making rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. So again, it's talking about this river of God, full water. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Before there was any report on outpouring, because this was the first or second, this is real early on in the year, we're saying we're going to see the river of God because it connected to another word I gave that the Lord said there's the whole earth is about to become an upper room everywhere, everything, everywhere, and all at once. And so we're starting to see that. And the river of God is full of water and being full of water and flooding that speaks into the Noah aspect as well. But it's speaking into provision, provision, provision. Verse 11, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And and um, in this particular case, I like to leave that one up there. It's fine. But I like how it says even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. This is what he's saying for this year. Pick that up. Some of you, I'm just hearing the Lord's like, hang on up for a second. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance and he crowns the year. That means this year gets known, not for all the rest. When you get a crown, that's your primary identity. So if he crowns this year with goodness and it drips with abundance, that means this year at the end of it all is to be known. That's the crowning. Uh, that's the, you know, if you get a crown, uh, you're called prince, king, and that's above anything else you might be. You can play a game. You can do something else. Yet, but if you get the crown, that's it. So this year he is crowning it with his goodness. Reset is an economic reset. This is what he's what he's doing. So um, and then verse. Why do I have verse 17? That can't be because there's not 17 verses. Um, that was that must have been for the other one. Well, that's fine, too. And so we just want to be aware. Now, the other thing is the other not just me, but I, I, I think I've heard this 20 times that Psalm 23 is for 2023. And and this is just the verse that um, he wants me to bring back up today. You prepare a feast or a table for me in the presence of my enemies. So it's about provision in the midst of an adverse situation, an adverse circumstance, a further confirmation. How, you know, he's weaving these things together. Psalm 23, Psalm 65, Noah, Elijah, Olivia, Sophia. Um, the things he's saying with the evidence of what we're seeing in front of us, the, the you know, the movies, the documentaries that come out in the name of Jesus, the, the deliverances that are taking place, the breaking out of the water. There's plenty of the water of God, of the river of God bouncing around all over. So this is this is just good news here. Yes. Yes. Such good news. Such good news. <laughs> yes. Well, here's that last part that you said that you prepare a table for me in front of my enemies. You know, where I come from in the Middle East, 
ages ago, men don't prepare banquets. They, they hire people. But this divine God is the one who even prepares. So this should bring such encouragement to those that are watching that he's the one that's going to put this banquet together. I, I really love how he highlighted that verse. That is, that is really good, uh, Larry Bond. So let's look at Haggai chapter 2, because this is, again, to, to speak right into where, where we are right now, and especially with um, a little testimonial, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about it. Sure. But a lot has been prophesied this year about the glory of God as well. And, and the, the glory of God is such an amazing thing. We don't even know how to, what descriptives and words to attach to it. You have scriptures that speak of when the glory came in, you know, the ministers couldn't minister. They had to just lay down. So we know what it applies to. There's presence. If you go all the way back to Moses day, you know, the glory came and there's clouds uh, and smoke and fire yes. uh, from the mountain. And so there's physical things. And then there's some kind of presence that comes down. And I've been in those uh, kind of meetings uh, where the glory has come or I'm, I'm remembering in the Dominican Republic, I was about mm -hmm. to preach a great message and the glory came in and I couldn't preach a word. And I just had to hang on to the, platform and uh, the pulpit and while i'm holding on people start running up front um and and uh confessing their sins and getting delivered and next thing i look i can't move from there and i look over and there's like 15 kids eight nine ten years old laying hands on each other prophesying over each other they're falling out they're shaking and 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 i'm like whoa the glory's taking over right. and so we love it that's the thing the glory you don't control you, 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 you watch what it begins to do and take over. And so anyway, he, uh, it's, this is Haggai chapter two is about the coming glory of God's house. And it's just amazing. But let's read uh, verse five through verse nine. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Now, this is something the Lord wants me to like to say this specifically. Every one of you who are listening, this is not just telling you what was said before. He's actually telling me right now. This is something for you to pick up right now. My spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Now, some somebody you really need to hear that, but let that resonate, reverberate and go into the depths of your heart and spirit. My spirit remains among you. That's why you're seeing outbreaks everywhere. My spirit remains among you. The enemy has been lying, saying he's left us. He's gone. It really is a deistic world. He's just up there watching, and he's just going to see what happens with us. No, my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. And then he goes, for thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations and they will come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the glory is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temper, temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace. I will give the olive, olive branch, says yes. the Lord of hosts. But notice that this is all about the outbreak of glory. And how he's going to shake the nations. You go, oh, no, he's going to shake the nations. But the next line, and the desire of the nations comes. He's going to shake the nations, not with, I'm going to shake you. He's going to shake him with his goodness. We wow. haven't known how to reflect him in his, in his power, in his presence, in his goodness. 
But you can even tell here, he shakes the nations and the desire of the nations shows up. See, he's been known as the dread of the nations, the big judge or whatever else. Yep. And, and there is this thing of him coming in through his kids because that's part of the deal. We have to see him as that so we can manifest and re-image him to society in that way. That's part of our teaching on the seven mountains is they need to see God as communicator in media, God as provider in the economy, God as papa and family, God as teacher in education, you know, God as communicator in media, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. so, but notice how weird that verse is, uh, Yvonne, in uh, verse eight, like he talks about the glory and it just seems like, huh? The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. It's like, wait a minute, you're talking about glory and like, what yeah. does this have to do with it? Why, yeah. why are you sticking in the silver is mine and the gold is mine while you're talking about the glory coming? Because they're related. And even when you read that word glory one of the definitions in the hebrew is resources it's wow. silver and gold it's yeah. financial blessing you read isaiah 60 and isaiah 61 and it talks about the glory of the nations coming to you it's yeah. talking about their finances yeah. so in the midst of an outpouring of his glory he's saying the silver is mine the gold is mine there might be something he's also saying the silver is gold is good and maybe some of the other stuff you're leaning on on uh, isn't but the bigger the bigger point is this is what he can do this is his capability and and so there's a story from i've been telling for some years now um it's a, it's not just a story it's a true story and so this was a, a country in, in central america and they they were a little church and they struggled um, to pay their, their rent. They were renting a little church and they were struggling to do so. And so uh, the pastor had to announce to them that they had gotten behind on their payments. And so they were going to face eviction from, apart from a miracle, they were going to face eviction from their, their building. So he called for a night of fasting and prayer. <clears throat> the church showed up and they read this verse. It says, Lord, you said, Hmm. silver and gold is yours and so they worship they worship for hours and as they worship past midnight suddenly inside the church it began gold dust began to rain <laughs> and after it did so much that they swept it up you know and it was and it was a portion like a lot Whoa. and they <laughs> took it to a jeweler uh, a, a jewelry store. I don't know what the pro appropriate store would be to call it. And it was legit. It was real gold. And it was enough not to pay the rent to buy the building. Wow. Oh, wow. One night of glory. <laughs> this is the silver. His is the glory. You worship him. You praise him. I mean, the parabolic story that comes out of it is just the best thing ever. And you're prophesying, Johnny, you're prophesying. <laughs> you declare who he is, what he's capable of doing, and then you praise him. And then he does it all the way down to, can you imagine gold dust raining in there? And you're like looking and they're just like, you, you know, at what? what time? I don't know how long they took before they decided to collect it, but they weren't going to stop worshiping right. for a, a long time. And okay. then he literally proved that he is the God you can trust in. See, this is an important message for us today because there's all kinds of other voices saying you should trust in them and their 
even in their, you know, the, what's usually happens, what's the pattern, what are economic patterns and this and that and the other, every known economic pattern is about to be disrupted yep. because the desire of the nations is coming in and he's going to provide something better. There is a reversal. There is a before and after. There is something that's never come in before that is designed to connect with what we're reading to you just out of Psalm 65. He crowns the year with abundance, with goodness and these type of things. But this scripture is to be read and it comes with the outbreaks of glory and presence. We want that. That's the most awesome thing. But in it, he also takes care of it's, you know, he's the God who knows where we're at and what we need. He's not like, well, I'm going to give you presence, but I'm not going to give you what you need so you can have your building. And so he provided that for. And I just, yeah, I think I, I just feel like there's some mileage that's going to go to that testimony. Some of you needed to hear that for different reasons to know, you know, what you think about God's the most important thing about you. And if you know you have a God, one of his names is Jehovah Jireh, not just the Lord who provides, but the Lord who is provision. He literally can do that at any time, anywhere, any way he wants he can provide in the midst of a desert. He can provide something from nothing. He can provide something from dust. He can provide something from something, but he can also provide something from nothing. Yes. And so that is amazing. Or we could say he provided it from the worship. Perhaps that we, we don't want to call the worship nothing because he does like to use something and turn it uh, into just... something more. And, you know, yeah. he takes the five loaves and two fishes and makes it feed tens of thousands, maybe 5,000 men plus the women and children. And yeah. have 12 baskets left over. So he likes to take something just like, you know, his first provision miracle was turning water into wine. So he takes water. He asks them for water. He doesn't just produce wine. He produce, and So we'll say your water is your praise. You praise him. You see him. You know his capabilities. And some of you, depending where you're at in your and I know this goes to other nations as well. Um, this is this is something to be aware of. That is the God. That's who he is. Wow. That's uh, that's his capabilities. And there's no limit on what um, he can do. Now, it's not a magic formula. It's not like, like if you can figure out how to worship past midnight, you're going to get dustful. You, you all know that. Um, but it is still uh, a, a legitimate uh, testimony that that's awesome. So <laughs> is that a good story? I love it. You were saying it, Johnny, and I was just imagining it in the spirit. Their excitement would have gone to a whole other level. God just backed it up. It's not just the verse that they're reading. And I'm really believing as you're speaking, Johnny, right now, I am believing that many are going to be sending you <laughs> testimonials <laughs> of gold dust appearing, even as you're just declaring that testimony now. <laughs> well, amen. You know, it reminds me, it was in the nation of Chile. I was telling that testimony and that story yeah. a few years ago. And <clears throat> so I was in a meeting. We were in a theater. It was a packed theater. And um, I said, Y'all know he has that capabilities and, and they're like, yeah, well, I said, wouldn't it be good? He did something like that. Yeah. I said, everybody pull out their, pull out your purse, pull out your wallet, look, right. count exactly what you have. And, um, and so, um, everybody counted what they have. And I said, okay, I want you to know, cause I'm going to pray right now that out of nothing, that just because I said that, that the Lord put some in some money in, in some of yours. And so, um, they put it back and I said, Lord, let there be a miracle. Let um, funds be there. I said, okay, look again. And we had, we had several that now had money in there that didn't have uh, the bigger story was, um, is actually the next day a man came and he had this printout from a bank 
And he says, look at it, John, look at the numbers and look at the time. Because the other one's kind of, it was, uh, you know, it was a good offering from the Lord, but we won't say they got wealthy uh, from it. But he said, look at the time. And he said, that was the exact time yesterday when you were praying. I put my wallet up. I looked at my wallet. I had nothing. He says, but then I got, he looked later in the day at his bank account and he has a wire transfer. And it was, it was like in the hundreds of thousands of, of their local money. And, and, um, and he said, there's, I don't know the people it's from. Uh, in fact, as far as I know, they don't exist. He says, I have a wire. This is now in my account. There is no source. It just came. I go, wow, angels can wire money and, uh, um, or God can wire money. Those are his capabilities that literally he, you know, out of faith, out of trust in God and whatever he can, he can do these things. So we never want to discount that. That's what's so awesome about a season of testing and trying, you know, that people try to uh, decide what's the best atmosphere of a miracle for a miracle. The best atmosphere for a miracle is an atmosphere that needs a miracle. Yes. And so (laughs) that's, that's, uh, you know, and so if you're there, if you're one of those that needs it, prime atmosphere for a miracle and you want to know you serve a big God and he has all capabilities. All right. So let's see. All right. We got, Oh, wow. How did our, our time was flying? We're in much flying. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it. Uh, we'll do a few more minutes here. Um, let's look at Isaiah 60, because this is speaking to us again, super uh, prophetic for our time. And, and Isaiah 60 and Isaiah 61 is what God has been doing, is doing in our midst and in our day. And, and so we want to even see this as it relates to economic, because that's that's what I'm speaking into, uh, along with everything else, is the yeah. economic component and of God being great and his capabilities and him being in charge. But he says, Isaiah 60, arise, shine, your light has come, come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So that thing, glory, we now know its presence, but it's also, it's a word, kabad, which also includes its wealth, its presence, its power, its wealth, its provision. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you, for behold the darkness. So he's not saying this is after, you know, no, the darkness shall cover the earth. We're in a time period of there's darkness. And behold the darkness the deep and deep darkness the people so it's like uh, you know we've discovered we don't like what's deep darkness we've discovered what deep darkness is the last couple of few years you find out about all the uh, sacrifices and and tunnels and everything else that's been discovered and you know the epstein island stuff the stuff that everybody knows about they can argue on some things that have not yet been discovered but there's enough been discovered hunter biden's videos things like that there's deep darkness the people But it doesn't say, but don't worry, the Lord's about to rescue you. But the Lord will arise over you. And his glory will be seen upon you. His answer to deep darkness is not a rescue operation to rapture us. His answer to deep darkness, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. And his glory also represents his economy will be seen upon you. His presence, his wealth, his power will be seen upon you. The nations will come to your light. Doesn't even say the nations will come to his light. The Gentiles, also another word for the nations. The Gentiles will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. I want people to take note of how many times it says you and your. 
we keep, you know, no, he's the light of the world. He does it all. When he comes, he does it all. No, he gets joy when his kids rise and shine. That's why the whole thing, he didn't say I'll arise and shine. He says, you arise and shine. When Jesus came, his first message is, you are the light of the world. They go, no, you're the light of the world. He goes, no, you're the light of the world. And, you know, they didn't really have that argument. But here's the point we're making. He wants to see his kids step out in his nature, in his image, and manifest who he is. That's how he gets glory. He doesn't get great glory by him doing the rescue on his own. He gets it when his kids stand in the place of him, represent him. He's the king of the kings, and the kings will come to the brightness. Even leaders of nations will say, wow, there's something on you. There, uh, and I can say personally, I've uh, you know, interacted with heads of state in many nations, and it has to do with that. They see a light, and they respond to it. They, they call me in for serious crises that they're having in their, in their nation. They want a word from God, or they want a strategy. They want something. And, and so this is something he's capable of doing and he's doing with us in this whole process. And it's happening while there's deep darkness. It's happening while the deep darkness is there. So back to this Noah reality. He's flooding the darkness and he's rising, allowing his people uh, to rise. Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to your brightness of your rising. <clears throat> Lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you will see and become radiant and your heart will swell with joy because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. He's like, I want to make you radiant with the wealth that I release to you. This is his provision connected with his glory with his plan, with advancing his kingdom. It's not for you to just, you know, fall in love with, uh, uh, you know, become a, a follower of mammon and just have your life run by greed and all that. This is all the context of his, of his kingdom manifesting uh, his, his capabilities. The multitude of tamil, camels shall cover your land. Camels always meant they were, they, they were always representative of wealth. Um, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they will proclaim the praises of the Lord. You read through Isaiah 60 and Isaiah 61. It all, it's all through in there. You have presence, glory, light. You rise, you shine. Nations need what you have, but gold, incense, camels, prosperity. This is, all, this is, this is what we must shift into as the people of God. We've had this spiritually uh, uh, a religious spirit uh, yeah. that dominated and inspired Christians. No, we just need, why do we need money? We're just trying to get people saved. Just get them to say, yes, we're called. This is where we go. And this is by my closing part to remind what this is all headed towards. Cause this is Isaiah 60. It goes with Isaiah 61. And I'm going to finish with that. And then I know you're going to comment some on this. You'll be feeling the Holy spirit on this one too. Um, yeah. Yvonne. So the yeah. spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Yes. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. I need to point out to everybody, you have to understand there was no message of salvation when this was written. Yeah. So it's not just our God saves. It's our God reigns. And there's a difference. It's inclusive. Our God reigns includes he saves. But because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. What's the good tidings to the poor? It's that there is provision. Um, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives. You're seeing that this goes beyond just people just raising their hands. Say, I received Jesus. This is healing broken hearts, 
liberty of the captives, those in human trafficking, et cetera, et cetera, the opening of the prison to those who are bound, yeah. to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees or oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Now, just pause there for a moment. The planting of the Lord. If you understand the planting of the Lord, a planting of the Lord means this is not just because people will put all what I'm telling you is that. Yeah, right. When Jesus comes, we're going to feel like there's like there's a, a moment of something, a planting. We are to live before him. We are to be showcased multi-generationally even. And so when he calls when he calls you to be a planting, it means you're there for more than a season. It's yes. for duration and it's to be advanced. And this is the key part for us. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall yeah. raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Keep that up there just for a moment there, because this this is part of the renewing of our mind. When yeah. we speak into the economic uh, thing, you know, there's been health and wealth gospel, part of where it just didn't, it, it you know, it acknowledged what God could do. But it was like, you're going to show off your you know, in the in the ways in the early preachers were preaching is about showing off your Rolex and say, I'm blessed. And you got your Cadillac and I'm blessed. No, it's to rebuild the old ruins, okay. raise up the former desolations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. I have a plan for different nations. And, you know, I have a plan to go in a certain nation and, yes. and where we repair all the broken bridges, where yes. all the roads that aren't paved, we get them paved. All the central parks that are devastated and broken down, we fix them up. All the uh, um, all the cities that don't have water, they get running water. There's yeah. uh, and, and the whole world is filled with this. Our nation, United States, is supposed to be, you know, the most blessed on the planet. And we have tons uh, because of what's happened a lot in the last two or three years. We have many even hungry. We have desolation. We have uh, we have ruins. But there are there are ruined nations, ruined cities because we have had these people empowered these criminals running the nations that have intentionally repressed and suppressed nations, and they need to be rebuilt. And God wants to do so. We've had a conversation before about God's billionaires. He's right. This ties into this. This is the Isaiah 61 billionaire anointing that's tied into for this particular uh, assignment. Mm -hmm. And verse five, strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. The sons of foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers, and you will be named the priests of God. So your priests of God that are rebuilding cities. That's a new concept. These are ministers of wealth who come in to restore entire cities, to restore entire nations. They shall call you ministers of God. You'll be called a minister of God because you came and changed the economic reality for cities and nations. You shall eat the riches of the nations and in their glory, he calls the riches glory. In their glory, you shall boast. And then it goes on. You Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. So where this is going, where this Noah thing is going, where the Elijah thing is going, turning the hearts of the fathers to the sons, it's thinking multi-generationally as well. It's not like I'll fly away. I don't care. Let me get some souls before Jesus comes. Hearts of the fathers to the sons is embracing multi-generations as well. So this is what we are to prepare ourselves for. This is the season you live in. You do not live in a season where the Antichrist is about to crush you and wipe you out. And you have to figure out a way to get enough uh, gold and, you know, uh, grain 
and escape to the hills somewhere. You stand. That's what the Gideons 300, they stood and declared with the trumpets. They declared with uh, you know, the pictures of fire, they, which is Elijah. They declared that God was ready to change the fortunes of his people here on earth. That's the narrative he's inviting us to connect with at this time. So, yeah, jump in on there. Well, Johnny, I just want to say thank you, because as you were speaking, the glory of God continued to intensify. And as you really brought to, to the end and read Isaiah, I, I started to feel the weighty glory of the Lord and how that wealth will be turned over. That's, that's, we don't need to work for it. It will be turned over to those who are going, who are called to build the ruined cities. So those that are hearing this, connecting this, you're part of this message. So, Johnny, I have been so blessed personally, and I know everyone else has. Would you please pray for us? Yes, let's do that. Lord, we just thank you for the day we live in. Lord, I just thank you for how you're speaking, how you spoke to me. I uh, mm. I was already encouraged, but you double encouraged me, even with showing how you've hidden these nuggets of prophetic truth mm. for this very moment. The 2023 uh, baby boys, number one name going around the world is Noah. And it's like, wow, number one name, Elijah. Right? If, if you mm. add it, Elijah and Elias is like, You've got this Noah thing and Elijah thing. You're the transformation of the, you know, the transition of the ages we're going through right now, a before and after moment, and where you're reversing the curse of multiple generations, and where you're removing this mafia that has been uh, illegally positioned on the tops of these mountains. And Lord, and you're releasing your sons and daughters with the spirit of Elijah, with the fire of Elijah. Lord, those who are listening right now, I ask you just to release into their core, even right now, something that begins to shake uh, uh, and reverberate inside their physical bodies, Lord, that they would actually begin to sense your very uh, power and presence reverberating way in ways for some of them like they've never, ever, ever felt before, Lord. Let your power come into them now. Let encouragement come into them now. Let courage come into them now. Let all, uh, all cowardice, all passivity, all fear be broken off in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your sons and daughters arise across the whole earth as, as we haven't seen in forever, Lord. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Johnny, is there any updates you would like to update our viewers with? Well, you know, okay, go to restore7.org and we have, Elizabeth and I have some great up for discussion uh, interviews that uh, that we've done and and she does the choose love thing as well elizabeth does that that's off our rumble channel that's but you have from restore7.org that's going there and we're about to announce in in more detail we're starting this 50 state rise tour beginning in in june and um we still need to get the 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 word out and officialize some of you who have we've gotten invitations from many of the states and some in some states from many uh, people, situations, churches, whatever. And um, we're just, um, we're looking to lock into that and tell you more and get, uh, we're kind of getting the next six months for the rest of the year, or seven months, I guess it would be, um, the rest of the year um, established and, and set up. And then we'll, because this is going to take us near five years to do the to do the whole thing. We're going to do one state per, per month. And we want to, you know, be able to meet uh, these friends of God, uh, the servants of the Most High, our brothers and sisters, many who have encouraged us and, and sent prayers and gifts and things uh, to us. And then really just even 
uh, offered to people. We're just going to uh, a resource arise reformers influencing society every day, a resource for connecting reformers. So these that have this Isaiah 61 call in some measure or another can begin to connect, interact and begin to prepare themselves to be restorers of the breach and, and restorers of cities, restorers of nations and those who reverse the curse of multiple generations. So anyway, that's Amen. where you can go. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Well, I want to say thank you from the depth of my heart. This has been enriching. I love it. And I know many of our viewers will love it. So bless you, Johnny, and everyone else. Thank you so much for connecting and for watching and for being part of what God is doing um, in Elijah's streams. I want to remind you that tomorrow, Steve will be hosting Roger Stone. So don't miss that. Have a blessed, blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.